The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Kieran Cunningham, the chief sports writer with the Irish Daily Star, is with me now. Uh, Kieran, I want to start uh, with Rory McIlroy. In a moment, we'll, we'll reflect a little on his on his game and where it's at coming into this year and starting the year with a win. But just for for people at home who don't follow golf, certainly don't follow golf politics, tell us a little bit about. Rory McIlroy and Patrick Reed and the relationship mm. between them, the, the the backdrop and the context to this win in Dubai. Yeah, well, it's a tricky relationship, to put it mildly, and it's rooted in the fact that Patrick Reed was one of the big captors for the Live Golf Tour, and Live Golf Tour is the tour, the Rebel Tour, really, uh, compared to the you know the traditional tour that McIlroy is part of, and it's it's, it's backed with Saudi Saudi Arabian money, and you know it's uh, beyond the pale to many people. And McElroy basically has led the charge against Liv. He's been the the most outspoken opponent of it. And um, it's not just for, for idealistic reasons or ideological reasons or political reasons because of the Saudi involvement. It's also because he believes in what golf is and the existing tour in golf's history and that this is completely alien to the way he operates. So they've had... They've had uh, he has a tricky, uh, a pr- sorry, a prick- prickly relationship with quite a few people who've gone over to live. Mm. And Patrick Reed is definitely high in the list of those that uh, they won't be going on any double mm-hmm. dates together for a while. So uh, that that was the context of uh, of this uh, tournament, particularly going into the final day today. And Rory McIlroy uh, took in, what is it, a two or three shot lead. But Patrick Reed wasn't quick closing it. No, like the start of the day, Rory Rory McIlroy's four shots clear, and by the sixteenth, um, he was actually uh, Reed actually had rested the lead off him because his first, uh, you know, his he started uh, like a train on fire. He started so strong, but McIlroy dug really deep, and it came down to you know the a final putt, you know, which, uh, a fifteen foot putt. And so often over the last 10 years, his putter has let him down. But McElroy now is in a very good place and he nailed it. And, you know, that that last hole or that last, uh, yeah, that last hole, the 18th, could have been very tricky for him because uh, one of his shots went very close to the water. And, you know, he just uh, he just about stayed in, but he, he recovered from there. Mm-hmm. And it looked like it was going to likely go to a playoff because Reid finished, uh, finished before him. And he finished level with them, but so but McElroy buried that putt to win by a shot, and it's a big deal for him. It's the first time he's ever started the year winning a tournament. It's a big deal financially. Not that he needs any more money, but it's another one and a half million dollars. And also, it's confirmation. Like last year, even though he didn't win a major, it was one comfortably one of McElroy's best years, and he, you know he became world number one in merit. That copper fastens is standing as a world number one. And he's in really good stead going into the year. And I think this is the year that is very, very likely he will win a major again. Oh, listen, it would be absolutely uh, great to see were it to happen. Um, listen, we'll move on. And I want to talk about Katie Taylor. And I know you were tweeting recently quite a bit about this, about some potential roadblocks around her long-mooted homecoming fight. And the presumption had been that Croke Park was the likely destination. But I want everybody at home to take a listen to Eddie Hearn, the promoter, talking about this uh, May date, this proposed May date. Croke Park may not happen. Um, we're in conversations with the government. I won't say too much. I mean, I, I, I can't believe... You know, people don't really want to hear about operational costs, but when you've got a place that is probably twice as expensive as Wembley Stadium to host an event there, I just, I, 
it baffled. You go Wembley. No, no, like, what do you do? Yeah, yeah no. An example okay, of the cost. Yeah. We, this fight will be in Ireland. All right. It has maybe to not Croke Park. Could, no, and it could be at a stadium. It could be at an arena. Wherever it is, but this fight has to happen in Ireland. Yeah, that's Eddie Hearn speaking to Boxing Social. Kieran, you can quite literally hear somebody groan when he says it might not happen in Croke Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, I still think it might happen, but you know, I wouldn't be as confident as I would have been a while ago because. Like Katie Taylor's people provisionally booked two dates in Croke Park uh, at the end of September and October last year, but they couldn't get Serrano to come on board, Amanda Serrano, for that reunion mm. back then. So they, they were very keen to do business, but I've been told all along that the the GA play hardball. Like they're not, even though it's an amateur organization, they, you know, they know how, uh, they're not easy to deal with. Like they do look for top dollar. That's what they're in, within the rights to do it. But I think for people like if this ended up in the Aviva, that would be fine. It's a big, a big stadium. There'd be a lot of tickets. A lot of people could go. Uh, if it ended up in three arena, it'd be very disappointing. But I think for different reasons, people really want this fight to take place in Croke Park because it's effectively it's a stadium that's at most at the heart of Irish sport. It's the stadium with that boxing connection because Muhammad Ali fought there, is seen as the greatest of all time, and Katie Taylor is seen as the greatest female boxer of all time. So there's that historical link. And I think it would it would just be it would resonate more with people if it is in Croke Park. Uh, I know the annual report of the GA has been uh, unveiled this week, and that's one of the only occasions all year that the, the head guy in the GA, Tom Ryan, actually speaks to the press. So I hope he's asked about this, and I hope the GA can find a way to be a bit very flexible flexible on it. It is a very expensive operation. Like I'd be the big fights at Wembley, like uh, Anthony Joshua against uh, Vladimir Klitschko. And it's not just um, paying for the rent of the stadium. Uh, to, to make a stadium fight work, you have to put a lot of money into lighting and pyrotechnics, etc., and the mm. security. And Oh, I think we've lost uh, uh, Kieran there. Uh, I'll tell you what, while we get him... Uh... No. Uh, Kieran, are you still with us? Sorry, was I lost? There? Uh, we, we we lost you there. Just you were making the point about the 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 cost of not just renting renting a stadium, but lighting and pyrotechnics and what have you. It, like uh, the GAA don't generally get hung up on on uh, the optics of things too much. I mean, the same amount of kids are still going to turn up to camogie and hurling a football training on Sunday morning, regardless of the optics of something happening at national level. It does look bad, though, doesn't it? If Katie Taylor wants to fight in Croke Park, the, the opportunity's there, but the GAA are charging too much. Yeah, well, well, like I, 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 would, I hope it becomes public, or you know, that there is a bit of questioning of the GA around this. Like, are they asking too much? Because the overheads are so big. Like, both fighters are going to get over a million each. So, you know, people can say, oh, if they want the Daddy Hearn's too greedy or whoever's too greedy. But a lot of overheads have to be covered before Eddie Hearn makes a penny. So you have to make it viable for them to use the stadium. But I hope just because it would be, it would do the GA the world of good in, in terms of its reputation, its international reputation as well, because this fight would get a huge coverage worldwide. So I hope they can do business and find a way to do business with Katie Taylor. Yeah, wouldn't it look absolutely uh, incredible? I'll tell you what looked absolutely awful. Uh, that tackle on Evan Ferguson uh, yesterday uh, in uh, the game against Liverpool. Have we any update on him? No, it'll, it'll, it's likely going to be another day or two before. Um, normally, you wait in these kind of situations, they wait for the swelling to, to go down before they can make a definitive verdict. But... It doesn't look good. It was an awful challenge. You could see from Fabinho's reaction straight away 
that he knew he he was completely out of order. Yeah, you, you could see from his reaction that he knew he should have been sent off. And I think everybody watching is baffled that the VAR didn't uh, tell the referee to send him off. Um, it's worrying uh, for Evan Ferguson because initially, like you do look at the tackle and it, you know he seems to go down in his ankle and maybe his Achilles is injured, but I think it's a it seems to be a combination injury that there's damage done to the knee and to the ankle, and mm. depending on the damage to the knee, that can be long term. You know he has youth on his side. He's only he's only turned eighteen in October, but it's amazing because he's only played a handful of games and he's uncapped. But it would be serious blow to Ireland to lose him, and that shows the impact. He's made already. Yeah, well, much like the prospect of a Katie Taylor fight in Crow Park, we'll cross our fingers for that uh, as well, that he isn't uh, that badly injured. Uh, pleasure as always, Kieran. Thanks a million for chatting to us. Kieran Cunningham, Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Daily Star. Let's go. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.